Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to Speak Free with Maddie G, the podcast that celebrates free speech, truth, and open discussion. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Speak Free with Maddie G. Uh, very special guest um, on this episode, of course, John Bernard K. Roo. Is that how you say? Yeah, K. Roo. Thank you. K. Maddie G. Maddie Graham. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um, we're going to talk a bit today about um, obviously your career um, as a TikTok content creator, um, that and Instagram, um, how you got started, where you want to go with it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about some uh, political views and. Um, We'll touch on COVID as well, because why yeah. not, eh? Why not? Yeah, well, it's still, on everyone's... Still out and about, isn't it? Still out and about. Um, still on everyone's minds, I guess, um, when it comes to, you know, talking, especially when it comes to politics. Um, so I think it's an important thing to talk about, especially with an election coming up. Um, so I'll get your take on that. But um, but we'll we'll get started with, I guess, how, how you got started with TikTok, um, yeah. how it all came together. Um, when, what, what year was it? Was it last year, was it, that yeah, you started? last year. So I only, it's probably... I think end of this month it'll probably be like a full year so in april um yeah i uh i was doing uh like i just finished uni come back from the states did it uh, studied a bit over there um in oregon when i came back i was doing just some like extra work some tv commercials i really like low level stuff non-speaking roles um did like a rspca ad did a couple of uh different different ads furniture ads so i was really like getting comfortable doing stuff in front of a camera and then um, I had one of my good mates approach me uh, who has a production company and it's called Nevis Group and he wanted to do a live kind of comedy sketch show Um, and I was always you know mucking around at school and stuff and having a laugh so he thought I'd be a good fit for it and I didn't really I was really apprehensive to doing that because I haven't really put myself out there doing like a live show or and I've always wanted to try stand up and stuff at the time, this was maybe two years ago, um, going into 2020. And um, he kind of got me over the line and a few other people that were doing it got me over the line to do it. Um, and it was fun. We did a live show. We did in Surrey Hills. It's called The Forecast. Um, it's like sketch comedy, similar to like a late, late, late show type thing. Yeah, mad. And then COVID hit. So we couldn't really do any live shows. We hadn't done a handful at that point. So we did a digital series called The Forecast. The premise mind is like, we're predicting the news and doing sketches off predicting the news. And um, I was really enjoying it. And I was enjoying the reception I'd get on the, um, on the sketches that I would do and I would write them uh, or help write them. Um, and Jack, who's a director, would, um, would do a lot of the dialogue and stuff. So I learned a lot from doing that, just in like, behind the camera stuff, how to produce and uh, even a little bit of editing. So that kind of pushed me into doing, you know, creating my own Instagram page. And I had an Instagram page, but it wasn't like a, I was a creator or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and the forecast had a TikTok and they were building a bit of a following. Um, and I thought, you know, it'd be good to make my own one and just kind of uh, put my own stuff out or as a, not as a, as a comedian and like, or as a presenter and, yeah, so I did it. I remember it was probably April last year. I just sent like a group message out to all my mates um, or cousins. I have a lot of cousins. Um, and I said, yeah, I'm making this page, get around it, send, send the stuff around, see how it goes. And uh, um, I remember, yeah, I just kind of been building since last April and it's been fun. Yeah, Matt, um, you touched on live shows. I've done a, a bit of acting as well. Um, you know, I did drama at high school and um, and then I went to NIDA, just finished at NIDA last year. Oh, um, yeah, nothing big. Like it's, it was a screen actor studio. I, I say nothing big. It was four and a half grand. Fuck me. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hang on, NIDA, that's not the Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. The there was, yeah, Mel Gibson went there. Oh, yeah, Kate um, yeah, Blanchett. Yeah, quite a few so big a, names. Be in a Thor movie as well. Well, uh, who knows? <laughs> At the moment, I don't even have a fucking agent. So uh, anyone, anyone out there, mate, hit me up. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, there's uh, to me there was nothing like doing a live show. Like I, I love camera work, on camera work, and that. But doing something live is is so exciting. Did you find like the same yeah, thing? Yeah, it's it's fun when it goes well, and it's yeah. shit when it goes badly. Like I mean, it's like when your stand up goes up and bombs, or like doesn't open mic. Some one audience will find it good, some will find it bad. But I enjoy it when it goes well, and you and you get a good crowd. Um, but I don't know, I because I'm so used to. Now just filming something that's less than a minute, putting it up and just getting reception off that so quickly. I don't know. I feel I find it easier to do recorded stuff than than live. I'm yeah. more nervous going into live stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, at least with recording, you can you can sort of critique yourself. Takes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what I found with with acting as well. I was like, it's. It's fun. You still get the excitement, but once you're on your fucking fifth or sixth take, you're like, fucking come yeah, on. Yeah, it sounds repetitive. You know? I don't know if you're saying the words right because it just sounds so weird. Yeah, so yeah. Times. It becomes like um, sort of, you know, you lose that that sense of uh, the emotion in, in what you're doing. Yeah. And I think it can be the same with comedy too, um, a little bit. But, I mean, you're killing it. You're killing it. Um, Having fun. Yeah. Obviously, you rose to a new height of, of popularity during lockdown yeah. um, with your predicting the COVID numbers series, um, <laughs> I guess is what I'd call it, yeah. um, for want of a better, better term. But um, what sort of impact did – when that blew up, what sort of impact did that have on, on you on a personal level? Um, nothing really changed much really I, I was just kind of uh, riding it and having a, having a laugh um, but probably more so like going out now I'll probably get stopped a little bit more the COVID predictor guy which is funny so um, that's probably the only personal thing it has and like uh, I didn't realise how uh, quick people can kind of blow up from TikTok or Instagram like it all happened in the space of like a week or two weeks so um yeah, just kind of being mindful of how I present myself now in, in, uh, when I'm out and stuff because you don't know, get pulled up by the Daily Mail article on you. Know, yeah. TikTok, I like, passed out in bathroom at Sydney races or something. I like know, oh, they jump on anything, don't they? Yeah. Um, but just to give you some idea of how, I mean, I'm sure you know, but just how popular those videos went. My dad, who's doesn't have Instagram, doesn't have TikTok, asked me how to use Facebook most of the time. He was coming home saying, oh, did you see that? that guy that tiktok guy <laughs> predicting covid numbers like literally talking about it to me he'd heard about it on fucking nova as he's driving oh, you know it's like that's how big it became you were getting interviewed on i think sunrise and that yeah, as well weren't you shows, which is funny yeah yeah um it must be yeah that's a uh, would be such a laugh but i guess from there you know a lot of people especially with tiktok we see a lot of people with viral videos that get you know 200 300 400 000 views possibly millions of views mm. um and then you look at their content after and it seems to you know no one's really watching it it fizzles off you sort of kept it going and and that longevity has lasted you know almost a year now Mm. um what yeah how how do you go about that what's your process in planning things i guess Um, to i don't know well i was doing videos you know in the lead up to that because i think that kind of popped off in like july or back end of july so as in the numbers and that obviously the following increased heavily uh, it was funny people wanted to tune into the numbers we're doing it in a kind of creative way um and it was just fun so but before that i was doing sketches i was doing you know um different type of series like tour series or taking the piece out of you know, really kind of like sarcastic type stuff and then even post the numbers i was uh, i was obviously going to have a drop off because i wasn't doing the numbers so frequently or whatever but um, and people that were just going there to tune for the numbers were going to drop off. And I wasn't stupid. That was going to happen, but I was just going to keep consistent. I think consistency is probably the best thing. I try and put out a video once a day, once every two days, um, which can be draining, but um, it's more of a challenge and it's fun. So I'd say, yeah, it's consistency. Um, I don't really have, like, a process of how it would be funny. I kind of just, to me and my brothers would think, could we do this? Could we do this? Yeah. Um, and if it's funny or... Um, and we have like those series type things. Like I said, we'll do a tour, we'll do an interview with someone, we'll do, and try and make it as funny as we can. Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, if I could say there was a drop off, uh, probably in like, probably for a couple of months, especially after, you know, kind of that protest and being on offside with uh, a few people and, and the media. So, um, but again, it didn't really phase me. I was just going to keep, keep consistent, having fun. 
and you know I went to America, did some content over there, and I just continue to kind of mix it up. I'll try different sketches. I like me and my brother just did like a Seinfeld type sketch, which we've seen a few people do online. Wanted to try ourselves, so it's I think it's like mixing it up and also uh, doing what's worked and doubling down on it. And, yeah, if you enjoy it, keep, keep doing it. Yeah, and you touched on, on the protest there. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast before that I, I was there as well. Okay, yeah. Um, but it is, it was crazy to me, and we won't talk too much about this, but it was crazy to me, even, even you know, I'm, I'm not as, you know, popular as you, but the amount of followers that I lost and the messages that I was getting, I couldn't yeah. imagine what it was like for you. Um, <laughs> but like coming home from that protest, and I, and I talked about it with another guest of mine, Natasha, on here, she was there too. And um, best day, best day there i i really enjoyed it it was such a good vibe and coming home that vibe completely changed and you saw sort of how how powerful i guess the mainstream media is in twisting people um and sort of twisting their opinion like i put up a photo of a sign i was taking in um which it was the first protest i've ever been to by the way i've never first one i've ever been to yeah and and that's for any issue like i'm for protesting i've just never gone to one before um but I put up a sign and the same people who were going, yeah, give them hell two days later were backflipping, yeah, backflipping really, on yeah. me hard. And um, so I guess my question to you in regards to that was like, did you at the time, did you think, fuck, this is, this is bad? Or did you think this will blow over? It's funny. Cause like now there's been so many protests since, and that, that seems so like small in the grand, grand scheme of yeah. everything that's happened in the last two years. But at the time everyone was so um, uh, like emotionally like, very high um but no i, I didn't realize at the time it was going to be that much of a, a big deal or backlash because there'd been protests before that yeah that didn't really get um any media attention like that and when i was there it wasn't violent it wasn't um you know it was just kind of like uh normal people just that were really unhappy with how things were being locked down so um and that's really all it was it was a lockdown protest at the time um and yeah, I, I I thought it was like you said, it was a fun day. You know, I, like I was coming back on the back of doing all the press and morning shows and doing the numbers. So people were coming up, saying hello, taking photos, which which was new to me at the time. Yeah. And so I, I was I was enjoying it. I was wearing a stone cold vest. Um, I was with my brother um, and a couple of mates, and um, yeah, I, I thought it was a at the time it was very like you know meeting nice people. Um, and didn't really think it was going to blow out of proportion like that. And then, when, like I said, I got home, I was getting bombarded on social media. Yeah. Um, it was news articles straight away. Um, and then, yeah, it was just like all of a sudden people coming at you, which, yeah. I, I, which was new to me. So it kind of shook me at first. But then that, that has happened a couple of times. Um, I, don't, I don't really care. Like it, it um, doesn't really face me as much. I don't really read too many. Um, you know, negative comments or, or DMs and stuff like that. Cause yeah. Phases. Some of them make me laugh. So I'll, yeah. I'll do like a mean tweet. One if, they, <laughs> if they get me good, like, um, but apart from that, yeah. So I was really like surprised at how big the backlash was, but I think it was cause of that push from the media. And, and um, it wasn't just, I was n- new in terms of like a social media person at the time or like someone that was doing like comedy yeah. online that was getting a bit of a spotlight the week before. So, I think they came down a bit harder on me and, and whoever else had a kind of bigger following at the protest. They had sending news crews to the houses. 100%. I was just going to say that actually, like the people that I saw that were either fined or, you know, yeah. got a court order or whatever it may be, um, were all people that I followed, <laughs> yeah. um, but that had a following that um, yeah. that went to it. And I just Which think isn't that's... a coincidence. It's not a coincidence yeah, yeah. at all. And, you know, you go there... You, they're trying to put the you know be the tough guy basically um, and put their foot down and say no we're doing something about this but really they're not they're picking out a handful of people that are well known and they're making it out that they're finding everyone I went there people know I went there people that don't like me know I went there and I didn't cop a fucking fine you know yeah, what I mean so the majority didn't I think yeah. well I think it's funny because I'm really uh, apart from like yeah I still have to get a court for it uh, they've been pushing it back pushing it back there's never been like a a um I've got a lawyer sorting it out, but it's just like nothing's really, there's never been repercussions from it. I think 
there's a there's a news article that came out news.com great source for news but um <laughs> they put out that in victoria like 80 percent of people haven't paid their their fines not just from protesting but from just covid fines in general yeah so, mask wearing and uh, yeah mask yeah. wearing and that so you know now two years with hindsight i think you know a lot of people in government are saying you know we probably shouldn't even go after finding people during a, a pandemic so i think eventually it will, it will get thrown out like i mean i haven't paid anything i haven't really had any repercussions i was able to travel um you know so it hasn't really affected me that much yeah and uh yeah really at the end of the day it was a fucking beat up media beat up and in yeah, my opinion I think not- more, more people have seen that now anyway and it's like um it, it, it's such a small issue like Yes, no one wants to get locked down. And I think it's come out since that no one, uh, they didn't really work anyway. So, yeah. I mean, you could uh, still put me in, uh, you know, a can- as a cancelled person for going to a protest. But, uh, I mean, I'm not really phased. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. I, I keep having fun. But, uh, like I said, it was really, like, coordinated. I remember when we, say so that weekend of it, the back end, I think it was a Sunday, I went to the park with um, with a few mates, kicked the footy around. I think we were allowed to at the time before you now LGAs. Yeah. But, um, uh, and I was coming back home and I got a message from my brothers, like, oh, this, you know, this police here waiting for you and there's cameras. And I go, oh, fuck off. And so I walked around the corner. I think this video was online and I made sure my brother was filming and he was trying to get in the way of <laughs> the... the uh, the news cameras out there so it was like there was police serving and then there was news cameras they're just waiting on they were like, actually i i think i did this this get put online yeah yeah, yeah yeah i did say this my brother's actually standing in front of the the news cameras just giving him a hard time and he's got these news people trying to <laughs> trying to push him along and he's going listen love don't touch me like that um and they weren't going to move him if you send the side of him but it's it was just funny how it was all kind of coordinated it's pretty scary to me i think that the police will co- coordinate with the media um, and give you your it was at your home wasn't yeah, it yeah so they, they've you've they've given your address out to the media here you know there's there's nothing to stop the media from reporting on that you know if they're dodgy journalists they might report on that people will fucking hate you you know this is how you know we get places vandalized and things like that i think if uh you know it's interesting you say that um this is strictly my opinion mm. uh, not your it could be yours but i just think that's yeah a fucking duty of care issue and yeah. negligence by new I south mean, wales police me, I, I didn't i wasn't really phased by it, it was more that oh, because it was coming off that the back end of doing the, the numbers and stuff it was more like okay this is getting a bit out of hand it's yeah but at the end of the day like even now i don't harp on it too much it's getting sorted out but it's more like i just put funny videos up online yeah i'm not like a, a criminal or anything like that or even like this is my first protest or and i was going because it was supporting mates and and some family but um you know, I don't really like to get too political, even in my videos, because um, you don't want to alienate people. And I, at the end of the yeah. day, I'm just taking the piss, whether, whatever side you're on. Uh, so they tr- try to paint me in, in like a, uh, oh, he's a, you know. He's this anti-vaxxer, yeah. I don't really have, I'm not really labelled. But yeah, that, that's what kind of, like for the months, le- like post the protest, I was getting visits from the police at my house you know every couple of days and i remember made sure to record them if i was ever going to use them i i didn't want to i don't think it's uh fun in just creating content that's dividing people it's yeah. more more fun for me that's putting a person that's just making funny videos online to uh poke how stupid things are like yeah. whether it be rules or um you know like uh no browsing rules <laughs> that they had in or just stuff like that. So that that's what I, I was trying to push out of it. I was, wasn't going to make a big deal out of it and more so just um, going to say, look, don't treat me like a, a terrorist or anything. I'll just put funny videos up online. You don't have to keep coming to the house and yeah. stuff. It's, you know, so that, that was my kind of point of view on it. And I guess with with comedy, it, it has been the one thing that's actually united people, I think, during this time. Um, for me, there's never been a divide like this in the country um, that I've seen. Um, it's settled down a bit, though. It has settled down yeah. now, 100%. Um, but especially during that time, J- July yeah, last year, sure. it was it was 
the most fucked I've ever seen it. Um, I would compare it to probably like Trump Hillary um, 2016, yeah, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, for an Australian sort of, yeah. Um, but I guess like, you know, you get people like Jimmy Rees and, and that, that poke fun at the things that pretty much 99% find a little bit ridiculous mm -hmm. on some level. And I think that has helped sort of unite people a bit with this whole I think at the time thing. you could not make any content that wasn't about COVID because that was all that was there. Yeah. Uh, like guys like Sushi Mango or, um, you know, Neil Cole Hector, people I follow, I quite enjoy watching. Um, everyone's, if you're a comedian, Blake Pavey, all, all the content was around politics and COVID and even myself because that, that was all that was in the news. It was all that you were being affected by. Like, so there wasn't really much on. It wasn't like you, you had a Will Smith slapping someone yeah. during July <laughs> last year. So, um, oh. yeah, so that was why I think it was so high because it was all anyone was ever talking about. But now that everything's settled down and uh, there's less rules, there's other things happening on, there's wars on, there's uh, things happening in entertainment now. So I feel like, yeah, the division's kind of quietened down a bit and we can all kind of get on. Yeah. Because yeah, like, I, I remember around that time I was like, I had... Uh, mates that you know kind of wrote me off because i went there as well which was sad um but i mean it, it is kind of what it is it, that 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 was that that period of time where everyone was kind of you're on this side you're, or you're on this side which is stupid because yeah you should be able to just chat about it 100 percent whole point is i mean one, yeah that's that's the reason I, I did this i was copying you know a lot of you know either hate and i would try and come up people with you know with just understanding like let's just have a conversation yeah. but there was so much anger at the time on both sides um that people were struggling to have those conversations so that's that was the point of the podcast at first and it's kind of yeah turned into more of a you know let's come on and chat let's yeah, talk some shit <laughs> um but we'll, we'll get away from from the covid stuff for it for a bit um and we'll talk about sort of your content now the ones that my favorite content of yours is your interviews that you do okay yeah. um i think it's fucking hilarious yeah. um like how what sort of is the moment where you'll see something you go yeah all right i need to do this uh, it of. depends if it's relevant. I like doing interviews when they're they're topical, just particularly like you're talking about the, the like fake ones. With yeah, like Smith, or, Will Smith yeah, or, or like Ash Barty. Or or, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If they're in the news, like Ash Barty retiring or Will Smith recently, um, Scomo's an easy one. He did like a decent sixty minutes one uh, around that like kind of start of that Russia Ukraine thing. So um, a big thing for me for interviews is if it's topical. I mean, I learned how to cut them up by doing. Uh, the stuff I was doing before I was doing Instagram and, and TikToks and stuff. So when I was working with the forecast and doing stuff with uh, Jack at um, Nevis, so he kind of taught me how to ultra key and use Premiere Pro and green screen and stuff. So my editing is an un, uh, like at a great level, but it's like enough for TikTok and Instagram. I think it's a pretty good level to be honest <laughs> compared to what most people put on online. So they're always fun to do. It's probably like challenging finding the interviews to use or the clips to use, but um it this makes it more fun so i like doing the interviews i don't uh smash them out as much um but i do kind of wait for something to come up if it's topical. but I, like yeah. if i find something funny i'll do it yeah um it started with me doing a, a cardi b one yeah was that your first that video was my first not first video but it was my first interview that i did yeah and that was with the forecast and um that was fun like just picking a deconstructing her lyrics for WAP. Yeah. Um, and just taking that very seriously and interviewing, uh, fake interviewing her. So that kind of started that concept and it works. And I think I kind of got like a formula on how to do them and um, do them within a certain time frame. And yeah, they're fun to do. They do, yeah. they do well on TikTok. Yeah, I think it's because you play it so straight. I think that's obviously where the comedy lies yeah. in it is that it's, it's so fucking funny. Like the Ash Barty one, like just how straight you play it. And it's to me, like, um, I just think content like that is, it, I, I love that sort of comedy. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, like, it's more like, um, dr not dry, but it's just like, like you said, straightforward. Yeah. Um, I play that kind of like presenter, in normal interviewer asking serious questions. Uh, and other stuff I like doing is um, the news updates that I do with the barbecue bulletin. Yeah. They're fun to do because he's like a satire comedy page taking the piss out of news. So 
just do like a news update. Um, I do a data's, data's take, which is like I get my grandmother's opinion on stuff. So I just kind of diversify and do different things that, are, that work sometimes. Not everything's going to work, and, um, but just you know, have a laugh and just put it out there, see, see what works. I think um, I like doing in-person interviews as well. Yeah. I've done that with uh, like Olin Techers and a couple of other creators online. So they're fun to do. That's like a between two ferns type thing. Again, it's like dry humour. Yeah. Um, asking serious questions or like pushing the envelope type questions. So I think I kind of got that presenter type, type feel. Yeah, and do you do you get a good response when you go out, say, to a footy game and you're filming there and that? Do, does yeah, everyone want to chat I, to you? I don't. I don't uh, like going everywhere or and just like, oh, can I film something here? Like, if if I go somewhere, I'll go. Okay, I'm going to film something here and then I'll go out and enjoy it. Or, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like especially like the younger younger crowd, kind of find get around me, especially when I'm out. Like if I went to the Tigers game the other day, I'll take a few photos. Or people ask me to do an interview with them, so. It makes my job easier if I'm doing like a comparison or like getting interviews with people because people will come up and ask for an interview, which is cool. Yeah. As opposed to when I was starting out, it was like trying to get people over the line for yeah. an interview to be. Because if I was out and someone asked me to do an interview with, for TikTok and Instagram, I'd probably say no, especially yeah. if I was in a bad state, if I was pissed. Yeah. Oh, I'd probably um, say yes if I was pissed. Yeah. yeah. That makes it easier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, I'd be a bit more self-conscious about how I, how I look. But... I, it's um yeah it makes it it makes it a bit easier. I get, oh, the reception over the last um few months has definitely been a, a, a lot better and more fun. Yeah, I did love the uh, why the tiger's so shit video. See, that was just off the cuff because we were doing a comparison between like American football versus rugby league, and then my yeah. brother was like, you know what, just do a do a video with the Tigers fans while you're here. I was like, yeah, yeah. Well. so just ask a few questions about the Tigers. <laughs> Feel sorry for him because I'm a Tigers doing fan. It tough. Oh, yeah. They're fucking woeful. All they need is a couple of wins and maybe they'll have the pressure released off them. But. <sighs> There's a lot of issues there at that yeah. club, man. Um, but, yeah, they're fucking hard to, hard to support, hard I'll tell you. Watch. And they've got a bad run coming yeah, up. Yeah, you support. The, the Bulldogs. Yeah, so of course. Just as tough. As yeah. The last couple of years. But no, they'll come good. Yeah, they will eventually. You fought well. Next year, good. Probably best team I've in a while. Yeah, so. yeah, I think they'll go well. Um, sort of where where do you see yourself going with um, with you know your content creation? Do you see you staying on on mostly on TikTok? Do you want to do more acting? Where do yeah, you? I'm kind of open to most things. Like I, I don't mind working with brands. It's a bit restrictive, but you know, there's always stuff to do with brands, especially if they give you the reins to do stuff. Um, I was working in marketing full time up until recently. Um, that I've taken a job. Uh, working in content full time with a with a with a company, so that's kind of like me doing the videos has allowed me to do stuff like that, yeah. um, which is pretty awesome and it's fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I see myself working with um, different companies or just building up my own brand as a comedian, as a presenter, um, and I, I've I've got my own podcast now called the B Team, which is. Um, kind of we cover sports and entertainment from you know it's good watch. League, AFL uh, wrestling like, you know WWE so stuff that we enjoy um, so kind of just building up experience as a presenter uh, MC MC weddings um, MC events uh, so yeah just kind of building a resume and um, like I said just being consistent because it's easy to say uh, I can take a break and just uh, relax and focus on work and stuff but uh, put the put, put the pressure on yourself to um, create stuff every week, every day, and I think good things will just flow, uh, flow through uh, in terms of opportunities and stuff. Uh, I always enjoy collaborating with people. Like I hadn't met you prior to doing this, yeah. But you know, if I was um, starting a podcast, um, and I know you've done more than you know nineteen, twenty episodes, but like I've just kind of started mine, and I would uh, like love to get guests on. So I'm always open to doing other people's podcasts. Um, and just saying yes to, to opportunities or collaborating with people. I did a video with, like I said, Olin Techers or um, other creators, Ted Stetics, who's awesome, and he's in Melbourne. Because um, the, the, the more you kind of do it, the more you have fun doing it, and it's um, you just work towards your goals of getting into enter entertainment and, you know, presenting and comedy. and 100%. Like and I feel like the more you say yes to opportunities, the more people you meet. You know, yeah. like my mate was even just talking to me the other day. He's, you know, very 
you know, he gets paid a lot of money for his photography business. You know, he does big weddings and big events and does a lot of live music events. And he's like, yeah, I just started like doing it. And then next minute he was going on tour with, with bands and stuff, you know, and wow. being their tour photographer. And he's like, and you just meet people and meet people. And yeah. um, it's all about connections. And I think that's really big in, in any sort of, media industry whether it be you know journalism or content creation or comedy or acting anything um that the more you put yourself out there and meet people i think i think yeah, the better off you'll you be the, the better you, you get at it like if you yeah. go back and watch my first tiktok i don't know what i was doing i was trying to just kind of figure it out and yeah now, now i kind of understand what watch time to look for or um you know what what where where punchline should be in the in the space of time because like you just get used to what works well and, and what doesn't so just with time if you really enjoy doing something you just do it all the time um, you're eventually going to get better at it meet new people um, and go where you want to go yeah um, one question that I was I was driving here today and I was thinking um, about it because I think about this a little bit with myself is. The persona you put out to the world, right, whether it be on, on your TikTok or, or with me, with my podcast and that, um, I try to keep it as real as I can, like in terms of, of – but that's, that's the platform I have, whereas yeah. yours is, is comedy. Um, obviously, you know, you're not going to show the full you, but do you try and be as real as, as you can and show, a, a, I guess, a, a representation of the real you on, on yeah, social media? I mean um – it's it's a it it pretty much is me probably like just turned up a little bit more like if you see me out I'm more um kind of subdued not always on you know like, yeah but I I do um it kind of is how I am just kind of taking the piss out of most things yeah um and just having a laugh where I can but I'm not um that guy all the time you know but um yeah the the interviews and um just like uh, especially public interviews I'm not um, trying to catch people out all the time or just you know um, G people up all the time or do a prank here and there yeah it is like kind of um, stuff that I've done in the past that I can get away with and have a laugh with but just turned up to 10 online but um, yeah I try. I think like if you watch my stuff you get a gist of like who I am and yeah. how I kind of view things so uh, especially with, like the news updates and stuff, which is obviously like um, uh, just reading out a lot of the satire articles, but I find them funny. Yeah. So I'll I'll read them out and and try and deliver it in like a news broadcaster thing. But you know that that's my kind of humour, that sarcastic, like, satirical type stuff. So um, yeah, it is kind of an extension of of me, which is funny. Yeah, um, and you touched on satire. Um, I think there's been such a rise in in satire with the last sure. probably two probably two years with everything going on. Um, but before that too, we had great shows like Veep and um, you know, Veep was good. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and that satire has you know it's come back um, in a big way. Do you do you see a big future for that? Like this, you know, obviously Batuta Advocate and things like that has grown so significantly um on social media do you think with the rise of social media continuing with the rise of tiktok do you think satire is also yeah going to continue sure. I mean, to rise the is already massive um and they're probably like the australian standard of satire news yeah um, but yeah there's um i think with the rise of tiktok and even instagram putting out reels and i think even linkedin's jumping on <laughs> some creative oh, really? stuff so everyone's yeah, getting geez. on the videos but yeah with the Rising, like people being able to reach so many people now, organic reach. There's um so much opportunity for people to do their own thing, and like there's like the barbecue bullets and have their own take. It's like a batuta, but it's obviously more uh, conservative or like like serves a different audience. Where the batuta is kind of centered, but they lean a bit more left. Yeah. Um, but they're still hilarious. They're they're probably like I said, they're the standard for. But the Babylon bees over in in. Um, America, they're, they're a similar thing, but yeah, they're fantastic. Um, I, I, yeah, there's more opportunity for people to do their own stuff. Yeah, um, I guess with you know we're in we're in April now. Uh, there will be an election in May. Um, <coughs> do you think you'll do much content based around 
the election. I think I'm sure there will be a lot of gotcha moments, yeah. um, you know, recorded for both Albanese and, and Morrison, um, as there already has been. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there'll be some fake interviews and some fake press conference stuff in there that I've done in the past. But if this thing comes up and it's funny or I can make something out of it, yeah, for sure, I'm not gonna um, not shy away from it. it I have done like ScoMo interviews and. You know, Joe Biden interviews and whatever before. So politics is fun because it's, it's easy to make fun of. The, someone's always getting caught in a lie. Like a, a video I put out recently was like flood maths and how they, who's calculating the numbers for these yeah. floods. is like started with this is a one in 50 event and then it went to one in 100 year, one in 500 year. And then Barnaby Joyce comes out and says, oh, this is one in 3,500 years. Yeah. Like where are they getting these numbers? Who's, who's calculating these? Yeah, well, so, I'm from the Hawks where it's flooded twice in fucking one month. Yeah, so. <laughs> we've been the floods here too. I mean, um, yeah, so just stuff like that. If, if, if it's funny, I'm, I'm not going to put something out that's not funny. I'm just not going to, um, you know, do election content for the sake of doing it. But, yeah, they called it. So, what is it, May 21st, I think? Oh, did is. they call it today, did they? They or? called it early in the week, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah I didn't May. even say that. But, yeah, yeah, I know it's in May. It's usually a six-week um yeah, six week. Yeah, we're finding the same on the campaign trail. I, I don't know who's going to win because I feel like. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Most do people <laughs> don't like any of these. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I feel like, uh, and uh, and you know, a lot of people say, "Oh well, fucking, I'll vote the lesser of two evils." But you don't have to. You can vote fucking none of them. Like you can, you yeah, can I, vote I, for I've minor done a, parties. A podcast uh, recently, where I said, "Yeah, I don't vote," uh, and which people will say is stupid. But I said, I put that out, or some they put that out, and then within a couple of weeks of them putting that out, I got a letter from the electoral things hang up. You know, you've been fine. So never really? happened, never happened before. And then once I, that was out on TikTok, yeah, I copped that fine. Wow, I'll, the government is watching you. They are yeah, watching you. I was, it was funny. I don't know because I'd never received anything like that before for not voting. But yeah. I'm still going to not vote, and um, yeah, yeah just, Fucking, just go get your name marked it's off at least. Like I, I don't really, like I said, I don't pay too much attention to politics. If I see a, a funny video on social media, or and like I do, I, when I say I don't pay attention to it, I don't uh, devote attention to arguments and stuff because I think it's all pointless at the end of the day, and um, I just try and find ways to have a laugh with it. I don't. I feel like. Um, like I said, usually a lot of the time it's just like lesser of two evils. That's what it is in the States. Yeah. Here it's like, you know, I can not really care for any of the blokes that we have to vote for. Um, and there's other parties too, um, but they don't really have much influence on policy, I don't think. So yeah. at the end of the day, I just, like I said, I just make funny videos. And I, if I do hope who wins, it's... Um, a person I could take the piss out of the most. Yeah. So, has been pretty good at that yeah. recently. So I don't know much about Albanese and I don't think a lot of people even know who he is anyway. So. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, in terms of popularity, um, even if it's hated popularity, yeah. uh, Scamo is definitely winning that ball game, I think. Um, but I don't know. He's done a lot a of shit. people were saying that, you know, even though he's like, if you probably called the election a few months ago, said, yeah, 100% Scamo is losing, especially like, Floods and he was just copping it all through like all the restrictions and stuff. But now he's like printing money like no tomorrow. You know, I feel like he probably probably end up winning again. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. So you know, hand out a thousand dollars to everyone affected by floods or to people who claim it anyway and weren't affected by floods. But you know, which happens. You know, <laughs> especially in Bankstown. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My uh, yeah. My nan just claimed it as well, and that for Granville. I'm like, bro, your house didn't even fucking flood. <laughs> she got the thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Fucking shouldn't say yeah. this too much. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna cop a fucking investigation now <laughs> government will come knocking yeah geez. um but yeah i think i think i don't know man like scomo to me the <laughs> i don't think anyone else would survive it if it was anyone else um what you know things that have happened you know whether it be the you know grace tame situation the yeah. um what's her name that was awkward wasn't it? yeah yeah yeah. The bloke's hand. yeah i don't know i'm <laughs> Um, I met Scott Morrison recently. Yeah, I got invited to. No, I got invited to an event. Um, I had Sarah Richards, our local, um, not local, but she's our Liberal candidate. Um, So she ran in the last twenty. Um, 2019, and she's running this year again. She just like narrowly lost. Um, 
but I had her on and then she invited me to an event of her endorsement. So ScoMo came out to Windsor and I met him and I, he was nice enough, but just such a politician, mm. such a bullshit artist. That's, that's my opinion on him. I just looked at him and yeah, it was like dead eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no it's real like engagement. Man, you just uh, shake the hand, say hello to everyone. Exactly. Who am I talking to again? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like have Gary behind you. Yeah, that's uh, what Sarah was doing. She's like, this is Matt. He's got a podcast. Okay, <laughs> there you go. So, nah, I, I, I don't know. It's, um, who knows who's, who's going to end up winning, but it's... Uh, yeah, I think majority of politicians would probably be like that. So yeah, you know. yeah. I just I don't know. I uh, I won't be voting for either major party, and I don't yeah. think I'll ever will again. So I voted for Scott Morrison in twenty nineteen, um, only because I really didn't want fucking Shorten. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've felt sort of let down by the way the government sort of ran the past especially two years yeah. for me anyway. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. So, sure. um, but enough about politics. Um, let's talk about upcoming, uh, I said so, sort of upcoming content that you have planned. Yeah. Um, if you can give people a bit of a teaser, um, anything that you've got yeah. and, and how long, and how long do you plan for before you really, put out? I don't really plan that much. I, I, um, maybe at the start of a week, I'll think like kind of see what the week's looking like and if I can interview someone or, what's happening in the news and um, now that I'm doing the, the podcast um, I'm trying to put my personality on that the B team um, I can put some clips up online which helps like with the consistency and stuff um, I've been working my brothers into the content as well so doing like some sketches and uh, doing a couple of advertising stuff with brands um, a betting agency um, so just having fun man uh, I'll probably be Like I said Just stay consistent uh, With the Stuff that I've been Enjoying doing So interviews And been Trying my hand more In stand up As well So probably seen Some stand up clips Happening And, and more MC And type stuff um, And just Yeah in general Getting into more presenting And uh, Yeah just being consistent With what you've been seeing Recently I'll, I'll mix it up Here and there But um, Yeah you'll be seeing Whatever's in the news I'll, I'll be definitely on top of it. Yeah. Um, and what do you sort of, I guess, going back when you started, um, or I guess sort of started getting, you know, a bit of um, popularity with it and it sort of started to get on a roll. Did your sort of goals for your life goals, did they shift at all? Um, uh, not much. I, I, I remember before I was doing, uh, you know, the TikToks and Instagrams, kind of maintained similar um, goals. I mean, like, uh, uh, still working full time, which is cool. Eventually, uh, I'd want to be doing this full time, yeah. like in terms of as a content creator, but just as a uh, my own personal brand of uh, being a comedian. Um, so whether it's doing stand up tours or, um, you know, I think I eventually kind of imagine me doing a tour with Ted Stedicks, um across the country down the line. Uh, obviously, you have to build up the equity with a fan base and stuff but i feel like i'm on my way to doing stuff like that um and getting into more uh not media because i feel like everyone everyone's kind of tuned out of mainstream television unless you watch one of those trash reality tv shows uh, which i can't sit through um, but everything's kind of on on subscription services netflix and your own channel now is your own tv show so um I don't know. I know it's not a gold one, but eventually being in entertainment, uh, having like my own late night show or something like that. I look at Pat McAfee overseas, who's a, co a commentator in WWE, but runs his own show, the Pat McAfee Show, which is sports entertainment. So I think that's where I'll eventually be. Um, yeah. Just, um, you know, just be, being consistent and with time, I'll eventually get there. So goals haven't really shifted. It's more just, just what can I be doing to have fun? Yeah. And yeah, that's cool, man. I have um, I have sort of similar goals, I guess, in terms did it, did of it shift over the last two years. Um, for me, not real. Like uh, I did journalism at uni, um, and I I imagined when I was doing journalism, I imagined myself in a mainstream media role. Um, what has really what has really shifted for me is the fact that I've realised fuck that is mm. basically what I've um, I see the future of of the media being things like this, yeah, like Joe digital. Rogan, like, uh, you know, and, and having conversations. And I think people want, I think people really are after, um, 
sort of they'd rather watch a three hour conversation and get to know fucking everything about a topic than see a 20 second clip on seven news about something and get a, a, you know, a twisted narrative pushing an agenda um, rather than just having a conversation. That's why I can't understand the hate for Joe Rogan. I really can't. Um, I don't know what your opinion on that is, but for me, he's just conversing with people. Like that's all it is to me. Yeah. He's uh, going against the, uh, the, I don't not narrative, but just like you know, him bringing on someone that is cancelled is a threat. Yeah, because millions of people are listening to it. I think that's what everyone, yeah, well, not everyone, what what the mainstream don't really like about him. But I mean, I'm sure there's good people and good journalists or um, good entertainers in the construct of uh, the mainstream, um, but they're probably just limited to the, their networks and stuff like that. But I mean, I I don't watch much TV anymore, but it's um. Like I said, I'm sure there's good people. I, I remember I was out one time and someone, someone's come up to me and like, oh, you know, I work at the Daily Mail. And I was like, oh, why don't you take it easy on me? I said, yeah. like, jokingly, I said, that. He was like, oh, you know, we're not all clickbaity and uh, type people. There's a few of us that, you know, really enjoy your stuff, so, which I thought was nice. So there, there are people in those environments that um, probably need to have a similar thought and, and this is where, or, or have a difference of opinion that isn't the one that's pushed out. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that's where everything's going is a more digital landscape and yeah. Um, Same with TV as well. well maybe, everything's maybe, streaming. Yeah, TV will probably eventually go that route and say, okay, well our numbers aren't doing too well. Let's start seeing what's going on over here. Emulate that or get these people on. Yeah. Um, but I think there's probably just more freedom doing your your own thing. Yeah, um, I agree. But there's just probably not enough notoriety because there's still that. Um, thought of if you're on TV then that's a, that's a big deal yeah you've made still, it there's still yeah. people trying to get on maths and, and yeah. bachelor and stuff <laughs> yeah, for, for I don't blue, know why for the blue tick yeah so, yeah um, yeah that's that's the way things are going but if you look at the landscape in the US it's you know Barstool's massive and they're all just social media and built online and so, you know within five ten years I, I don't think there'll be much on Nature more the whole dynamic will change. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We're definitely in that next sort of, um, I guess, phase of, of, you know, technology and media. Yeah. Um, it's going into that streaming sort of platform. Everything's streaming now. Um, all mainstream has streaming as well now, like yeah. 7 Plus 9 now, all that shit. So um, I think, yeah, everywhere's heading there. And most mainstream news companies are doing podcasts and shit as well too now, you know, try and keep up. So. Yeah. Um, oh, it's fucking crazy. It's yeah. so oversaturated. <laughs> it's fucking, yeah. Yeah, but it is good. I like now more people, like if you have your, uh, built up your own following, like, you know, you do podcasting because it's an easier way to people want to tune into more of what you're doing. And yeah. That's another way to kind of build up. But like on Rogan, I, um, I, I don't mind him. I think he's quite funny. I think he's the funniest comedian. I actually saw him live once in, at the comedy store in LA. Oh, really? Callan and a few other people. Yeah, shit, that um, would have been good. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoy his stuff when I like the guests that he has on. Like, I'll watch the whole Kanye interview he did. Or if I like, I watched the whole Mr. Beast one he did the other day. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of depends on the guests. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's sort of where I lay with, with mine as well. Like, I loved R- Rogan as a as a you know him as a person um not that i know him but <laughs> but i i like him like i like his style i think he's cool i think his opinions are cool um i think he talk. i think he talks really well and he's a good listener which is important for a podcaster but um i think i think he sits on a fence a fair bit which, yeah. is, which isn't his like he doesn't have to have an opinion but like depending on the guest he caters he definitely you know does I mean? cater to them a bit yeah. um yeah and a lot of them are people he already agrees with um that he has I've on there seen clips of like tim dylan come up on um my TikTok and stuff and Instagram. I, I think he's quite funny and he has um, a fair few if, like diverse guests on. And he's had like Logan Paul on, then you have Candace Owens on. Like yeah, so, and he's doing an Australian tour um, coming up, so should be cool to see him floating around. But there's like there's every, like is everyone's kind of building up their own brand, having their own podcast. It's like an extension of of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I agree. I I would definitely see that as as this you yeah. know is is an extension of me i guess it's a it's a big extension of me to be honest it's a fucking hour every week so people you know cool. get to i don't hide anything too i don't censor myself i don't 
give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was just talking, like, I talked way too openly. Like, even my parents are finding out shit about me. They didn't oh, know. <laughs> yeah. Um, they tuning in. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, mum and dad. Yeah. Keep watching. Support um, oh, My yeah. dad loves my stuff too. He's, like, he's always scrolling through the TikTok and be like, give me criticism. Like, oh, this one didn't do too well. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. Thanks, dad. Yeah. No, that's cool, man, that your family support it. Because, yeah. yeah, I guess, you know, a lot of, especially we're in that weird generation, I feel that, um, you know, you've got you've sort of got parents who are a bit younger and they're right into it and then you've got parents that are a bit older like mine are, my parents are in their I think my dad's yeah late 50s mum's mm. mid 50s and um, they don't use Instagram or TikTok or anything yeah, yeah. so I try and show them stuff and they just don't get it like a lot of the stuff not your stuff they fucking love that shit <laughs> um, but yeah a lot of the stuff that I find like funny as well I'll show them and they just fucking don't get it and I'm like it's weird, man, because I'll show that to someone my age or even like in their 30s, you know, or early 40s and they'll fucking find it hilarious. So no, That's why I don't think like how can fucking cryptocurrency take off if my old man, not my, like my parents can are pretty savvy with, with the tech, but like I know heaps of other people, uh, like my grandmother, for example, how the hell is she going to, yeah, how is she going to deposit Bitcoin into an exchange? She doesn't know what the fuck. Yeah. Uh, how is it going to be mass adoption if it's not a credit card and, or cash? Because cash is kind of gone, but that's what I mean. Like, there's technology adoption, but yeah, yeah. like I said, it's tough. Yeah, well, I live with my nan during the week just to be close to work. And, mate, she she doesn't even know. We've got this mobile phone, mm. and she does not even know how to use that. And I'm like, it's literally, you just press the numbers yeah. and hit call. Like, it's too much for her, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. But, yeah, we're in that, yeah, definitely a wee generation where we've sort of grown up with it. Um, the, the younger kids now are even fucking worse. They've grown up with tablets and in their tablets, face from, yeah. yeah, since I was fucking two, you know. Uh, I always wonder if it will go back, like, if, if we'll cancel. Yeah, cancel technology. Technology and just go back to playing footy. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm... Maybe I, eventually. I think that's what I'm thankful for. I, uh, you know, I'm 24. Um, so I sort of grew up in a time where, as a kid, that's all you did was out playing footy and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then throughout the teenage years is when phones and shit started to come in. Like, I, I don't think I had an iPhone until I was in like year nine or something. Yeah. Um, before that, it was like a Nokia, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, um, but yeah, definitely as, yeah, we've and now even a few years, like people that were in high school when I was in year 12, starting year seven or something that I'll see out now at the pub, you know what I mean? Sure. Local pub. And it's like, they've fucking grown up with like that Snapchat in fucking year five. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was like a year 10 thing for me. And, and it's just weird. TikTok and yeah, kids YouTube. are. YouTube's massive. Like, yeah. Yeah. As their, as their entertainment. It's like, they don't worry about watching Kalen Ponga. Yeah. On Friday nights, they're just watching KSI on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. 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 My little cousin's like that, actually. He's, he literally plays video games and watches streams of the video game yeah, at the same I time. Yeah, cousin like that too. But like I said, I'm same age as you and I, I just grew up living for playing footy on the weekends or playing yeah. sport. Um, and like I said, the same thing. I didn't get a phone. I wasn't allowed to have social media until I was in like year seven, year eight. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, year, year eight. And then, um, yeah, got my first iPhone similar time and, um, yeah, it was just like really not strict parents in a way, but it was kind of for the better because all I cared about was playing footy at the time and yeah, um, and you didn't really you didn't feel like you were missing out nah, at, at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now, like, I got a younger brother and younger cousins. It's like I didn't care about sport or nothing. Yeah, about, and if they didn't have that phone or tablet yeah, in front of them, their phones and um, they got big FOMO. If they're missing out on something. So yeah, it's the way of the world. It is. It's it's bad. Hey, like it's this comparison to to each other, and I think uh, you know we've talked a lot about the good stuff of social media today with TikTok and that, and I find TikTok fucking it's, it's so good. It's yeah, so good. It's like, easy to get addicted, but yeah, it is. You can go spend hours on that shit, yeah. especially because it fucking goes to the next video and doesn't run out. Like there's fucking so much content on there. You can see like you just keep seeing new shit. Um, but I think there's a lot of you know, especially. I think with kids is the main thing. Adults can handle it a bit better, but kids growing up, that comparison, it's surely got to have a fucking negative effect. Yeah, is that, you know? um, saying that, um, will we view it like how we view smoking cigarettes down the line? Yeah. Probably, like maybe, because it is, like I sometimes have to limit my scrolling and shit because it's like my screen time's terrible. And that's because I'm trying to like see what's trending what are people talking about what can i do yeah um from that lens but it's it is like it's addictive um and uh it's probably harmful 
when you when you think about it, um, especially to kids. But I guess yeah, I guess we'll see. It, it's probably on the parenting too. Like make sure you're limiting that shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, I think a lot of parents see. Uh, not to put shit Being a parent is hard I'm not a parent My brother's just had a kid And it's, it's fucking hard From what I see You know But I think it It becomes a bit of A problem when You know To shut them up You're sticking a tablet In front of their face yeah. 24-7 You know Like I just see that As a bit of an issue um, Especially once they get older You should be encouraging kids To get outside And go kick the ball around yeah. And you know I, I know I'll be That's when I'm screaming When we have to pop out Some kids And yeah switch around, I think. yeah yeah maybe yeah i hope so anyway yeah, yeah. i mean corduroy came back so yeah, exactly. fingers crossed <laughs> maybe footy can too um i guess we'll uh we'll finish on um uh two questions for you um mad mad yeezys by the way uh, yeah they look fresh i don't know if the camera crap can, shop don't know if the camera can catch them i think it can but um but yeah they're mad um but what's the in your opinion what's the worst part um. Yeah, we'll finish on the positive. What's the worst part about content creation? Whether it be just you know trying to find content or whatever. What? Um. Yeah, there's um times where you like hit a wall and you're like, I got nothing to put up. What can I think of? Or yeah, you hit like a writing struggle or an idea. You can't come up with an idea, which everyone would come up with. That's trying to be creative. Um. Or in comedy or whatever, so um, I find those the hardest. I had to get over that. Um, or you have like a slump where uh, your videos aren't doing too well, uh, and you think, you know, is it uh, is it what I'm doing? Is it not working anymore? Uh, like, so there's a lot of like d- doubting, but um, I find like the best way to get over that is just consistency. But that's probably one of the worst things. Like, oh, people might say, oh, the comments, the negative comments, or uh, DMs you receive, but like I, I actually don't mind that because I know it kind of comes with it, and I don't. It doesn't happen too often, too. Like people think um, it happens more often than it than it does. But even when I'm out, you know, people are like, "Oh, do you cop it when you go out?" No, like no one. I don't think anyone really has balls to confront people in public. Yeah, you're a pretty big cunt too. And, so. <laughs> and, and also, it's like you know, I think people are more positive when we go out because um, you know. Yeah, people are more comfortable coming up to you and saying hello in a positive light than uh, people coming up to you in, in a negative way. I've had it like once or twice, but very not, not often. So, yeah, I'd say definitely the being consistent is, is the hardest part. Yeah. Um, and what do you think has been the most rewarding part of, of, you know, creating TikTok, doing comedy, sort of your career so far? Um, I, I think it's... Um, more so, like, because before I was doing this, I, w- I, I just wanted to play footy. So I played under-20s at Manly. My dad played rugby league. He played first grade at, at Manly and, and played a handful of first grade games at the Roosters. Um, so all I wanted to do was play footy and be like my, my old man. So um, I think when I was playing footy, I, I didn't have the right mindset of consistency and, um, you know, I was just happy to be there and doing the minimum to kind of like you know i'm here and um but now i've realized like if i really want something or uh want to put my mind towards something uh, goals or like comedy a career in comedy or content creating um i have to be consistent and uh and 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 it's it's cool because i really enjoy it um as as if i want to make it my career and i do so um i would just say that what i've learned is that if i Adopted that mindset to playing footy. I, I may, may well could have been playing footy. Yeah. I struggled with the height, you know, and stuff of being a hooker. But I think, yeah, it's, it's really m- more mindset. And if you can just do the work and stay consistent, then you eventually get rewarded for it. Uh, I got mates that are in other careers and have a similar mindset, and, and it's just paying off for them that uh, in in different industries. But like just the, the consistency, man. And I've spoken to. To about it with other creators as well. Um, Teddy, for example, is just like head down, uh, enjoy what you're doing, and have fun with it, and, and be consistent. And um, so that that's what I would say. Yeah, being being consistent. Yeah, sweet. Um, and lastly, what talk me through sort of everyone sort of talks about the dopamine you get from from social media and and whatnot. Um, does that happen with you? Say, a video blows up, right? Yeah. Do you get that that feeling like fuck yeah? Yeah, yeah uh, so early it. on when um when you're when you just started out and you, yeah 
going for those videos to, to kick off. Um, at the start, you're putting out stuff that's like, hopefully this works and this is my stuff and I hope, hope people find it funny and it works. And it does work. And then you put out other stuff where it's like, oh, it's funny, but it's not like unbelievably funny. And it's like, but it does views. And it's like, do you find yourself chasing the views and engagement or do you want to put out what you enjoy? And I think I, I kind of got to like uh, Neil Colhacter, who's the comedian that was an OG comedian. He was like a Facebook um, yeah. content creator. I watched a lot but of But he's stuff. at a level now. He's got a million followers on TikTok and he's got hundreds of thousands on Instagram. Whereas like, he can be at a point where he just puts out what he finds funny and, and he's consistent with it and it's going to, whatever does well, does well. And I, I want to get to that point where it's like, I'm not chasing numbers. Or, I think I'm kind of am there now. It's like, I don't really care if something does 10,000 views or if it does 200,000 views or, or a million views. Um, you just have to be comfortable with putting out stuff that you find funny and hope that it does well or there'll be an audience for it. But, and not get caught up in chasing numbers um, and stuff that blows up. Because yeah, it's a dopamine hit. Oh, this is doing really well. Let's try and um, create something similar. Because if it's not funny, it's not what you want to want to do. So you can get caught up early on in, in doing that. But I think I'm at a point now, um, not that I'm at a successful point, but I'm just saying at a I point where we're at a, at a uh, stage where like, I don't really care what other people think about the content. If I find it funny... And, you know, I put it out and hope it does well. Yeah. Like I, was, I just did like a Seinfeld sketch recently. I, I haven't really done something like that on my page, but I, I, find, I love Seinfeld. When my brothers chucked him in a sketch, we did it. Let's like see how it goes. If it does a couple of thousand views, it does a couple of thousand. If it does well, it does well. So. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Um, and I did want to ask you this question. I don't know if it... Uh, you know, you may have already talked about it before, um, but the COVID uh, numbers... Predictions. predictions yeah how 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 did that happen <laughs> yeah. yeah how did you get it right like yeah, for no, real for real i've spoken about it um yeah yeah no i just kind of it got got to thank uh my parents and their genetics for um creating such a bright mind in bright-minded children so we kind of got together and created the carrier's probability theorem and you know the rest is history i, I guess like just gifted kids, mathematicians. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks very much, yeah, man. No I appreciate it. Um, and remember, guys, speak free with Matty G.